Well, he's my all-time favorite comedian, and I'm not just saying it because he's on the phone with me right now. His name is Rodney Carrington. He's going to be at the Show Me Center on Saturday, and you can bet he's going to have a packed house in tears laughing the night away. Good morning, Rodney. Thanks so much for coming on with me today. Good morning, Glenn. Uh, dreams do come true. I'm coming <laughs> back to Cape Girardeau, Missouri. That's right. Hey, you've been here before. In fact, last time you were here, I went to the show and I got to say, I laughed and laughed and laughed. It was uh, the best comedy show I've ever been to. I'm not lying. I'm not just saying it because I'm talking to you right now. You are my favorite comedian. I love going out to see it any chance I get. Well, I'm, uh, I appreciate that, Glenn. I, uh, you should aspire to bigger things in your life. It's the only <laughs> advice I give you. But, uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've always had fun coming back, to, uh, coming to Cape Girardeau and the Show Me Center. And it fits, with, it fits right along with one big song that I do right at the end of the and the show called uh, Show Them to Me. So uh, it's a perfect fit. It always has been. And we won't get into what that song's about, but if you don't know, just come to the Show Me Center on Saturday and you'll find out, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's for sure. Or you could put two and two together. But uh, now, Rodney, uh, you've been doing this for a really long time. How, how long have you been uh, doing comedy now? I've been doing it 31 years. I remember, uh, you know, when I first started, I had gone down. I'd worked with Steve Harvey in a, uh, in Baton Rouge at a place called The Funny Bone. And uh, I was opening for him, obviously. And Steve wasn't well well known at that point in time, but he really did have it going on. And I, I lived in a apartment with him for about a week while we worked down there and i remember every night i had lied to the club owner he asked me if i could do 30 minutes and all i could do was seven i told him <laughs> yeah i can do it and i stood up every night and i tried to stretch that seven minutes into 30 minutes and steve harvey told me he said every night i'd walk off stage he'd go i don't know how you do it and i said what he goes stand up there that long with nobody laughing and it'd be all right with you and he and then he went on to encourage me told me i that i was going to that I'd be all right. But at the end of the week, the club owner, he paid me. He paid me $400 and told me I was terrible, said I needed to go back to Texas and find some other way of making a living. And I remember I driving back home that evening, uh, six hours, I thought he paid me $400 and I was terrible. I wonder how much money he paid me if I got good at that. And, you know, it's funny that one, that one decision changed my whole life forever because, uh, that stemmed, you know, about four or five million records sold and went on did television and got to do a movie with Toby Keith and, and, and just kind of done all kinds of stuff. So it's it's been a uh, it's been kind of a whirlwind. It's been fun and I enjoy it now more than I ever have. You know, I was going to ask you about that movie. Uh, so I'll just ask you about it right now. The movie was called Beer for My Horses. I watched that movie. I'm a Toby Keith fan. I'm a Rodney Carrington fan. I got to say, you acted circles around Toby Keith in that movie, Rodney. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I don't know, I don't know anything about that. I think, I think what I did was more conducive to to that kind of genre than maybe what it was for Toby. But I thought, you know, I thought Toby was just, uh, of course, you know how Toby is, big old tough guy. He oh just yeah. Takes him, he just takes himself serious, and and uh, we we did it. Somebody asked me if we was going to do another one. I think uh, no, he's got more money, and he need. I don't think he's going to do anything. I don't think he needs to do anything. I'm, I'm still out there 
divorce took care of that, I'll be working till the day I die. <laughs> well, Lord willing, because we want to see you doing it forever. And as far as Toby goes, I'm just giving him a hard time. I'd never say that to his face. I don't have the guts. But he did a good job in that movie. I was just playing with him. Do you have any good Toby stories, by the way? Well, I ain't seen Toby in a long time. I, the last time I saw him, we went down to, uh, we went down to, he took, took me down to Cabo when I stayed at his house. And uh, Toby likes to tell stories, and he'll tell stories until the sun comes up. But, you know, I mean, I, we went to a bar, and I said, hey, listen, I'm going to go back to the house. I'm tired. And he'd been bragging all along about how he had this $25,000 uh, German shepherd that would chew your face off, you know, that guard dog. And throughout the course of the evening, I kept telling him, I'm ready to go home. He kept saying, no, you're going to stay here and drink beer with me. I said, no, I'm leaving. And I finally left, and I went back to the house. Well, I had forgot that dog was in that house. <laughs> and I opened up that door, and uh, there it was. And I thought, oh, God, I'm fixing to get eaten to pieces. And that $25,000 guard dog just about licked me to death all the way till I got to my bedroom <laughs> to go to bed. <laughs> you know? So, uh uh, you know, not much of a story, but I mean, I thought I, I told him when he uh, the next morning at breakfast, I said that twenty five thousand dollar guard guard dog you might want to see about getting your money back. <laughs> I think that's the friendliest little guard dog I've ever seen in my life. You know, he might have overpaid but, for that, huh? <laughs> I, I think that's when you realize you've got just too much. Yeah, he's doing all right now. It's been a few years since I've seen your show. Now you've been doing it for thirty one years. Um, uh, how much has your act changed over the years, or maybe the better word, you know, has evolved? You know, you have different life events going on that I'm sure inspires oh, yeah. your comedy. How much has it, you know, changed or evolved? Oh, it's completely. Ch- I mean, now being from the special a couple of years ago, it's completely turned over. I mean. You know, life is ever-changing, you know, and the people that come see me are, we live parallel lives. A lot of these people I started seeing when I was 20 years in my 20s, and now we're in our 50s, which tells me that they've done no better of a job than planning their life than I did, which is why we're all still getting together every other year, you know. <laughs> and uh, for that, I'm very grateful, and I, and I always look forward to it. And that's what people, I think, most of the time when they come up to me, they are just uh, – they're just talking about how we share a lot of the same life stories and we've been through a lot of the same things. And uh, uh, I'm just, I enjoy it more now than I ever have. And the special you're talking about there, your Netflix special, you got a couple of them on Netflix that people can check out. I would recommend it because they're hilarious. You're uh, all over Spotify as well. You get a new album out and it's called Get Em Out. Yeah, I had about, I had six songs. It was just a, what I could say, EP, basically, there was just six comedy songs that I had written I didn't have anything to do with, and I I came to Nashville and recorded them with uh, Steve Dorff, the producer that's done a lot of other stuff with me, and uh, we put them out, and they're just doing real good. I mean, you know how records are anymore. They don't, it's not about, it's more about streaming, and I always, if I got something to put out there, I just kind of call it just another log on the fire, lets people know that I'm still alive (laughs) (laughs) hey i'm still here (laughs) yeah i'm still out here doing it but yeah the you know the shows are bigger than they ever ever been this past year leading up to even now it's been crazy and uh you know i think uh i keep waiting for people just quit quit coming but i pull up and it's just packed and i'm just uh, you know looking forward we got some tickets a few tickets left this weekend 
and we're hoping to just close her down. Yeah, Saturday night at the Show Me Center, and you, your fans love you, Rodney. I mean, we're, we're going to keep showing up as long as you keep showing up. So I, I, I think the reason for that is the way you just uh, you relate to people. Um, you, you tell stories up there, and every one of us is thinking, yeah, yeah, we've been there. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it's all about. I mean, the only thing you can't get – if you just tell them the truth, you can't uh, – it's your – it's that's what keeps it original, you know, is your story. You know, I always tell people I had a – young guy starting in his 20s he said well what record what would you recommend that i do and i just say you got to tell your story you know you got to tell your truth and that's what makes it original and that's what it's been you know i've spent uh the better part of uh 31 years doing the same thing it's just that life is ever changing you know my kids are grown now and uh I'm 51, and when you get to 51, you kind of know. When you were 14 and you heard somebody was 50, you thought, man, that's old. <laughs> when you turn 50, I mean, you could start bleeding out of your rear end and be dead in three days. <laughs> it's just not a – It's that's one of the realities of uh, of getting older is you know that uh, it's just a different deal. And, and and being single ain't much fun either at 50. It's, it's slim pickings. It's like walking up on a – avocado bin there's seven left five are rotten two are suspect and you just end up leaving with an onion there's not much out there i'm telling you so if you're married hang on it's almost over that's what i'd share with you i will do that i appreciate the advice we're talking to rodney character he's going to be at the show me center on saturday you can find tickets to the show by getting on to showmecenter.biz or stopping by the box office there uh you're a comedian rodney we talked about how you're an actor uh you're also a, a pretty darn good singer you know you mentioned your songs on your album I always wanted to ask you this. Did you start out wanting to be a country music singer? I mean, because I think you could have made it. No, no, I didn't start out doing that at all. In fact, when I was doing comedy, when I started, I bought a guitar at a pawn shop in uh, Columbus, Georgia. And I remember I taught myself three chords and I took it on stage and I was so proud of myself. I showed the audience I knew a couple of chords and the club owner up in Nebraska at that particular place told me if Son, if you're going to take that guitar up there, you might want to think about doing something funny with it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so and then I started just writing little bitty uh, ditties, just really short songs and things like that. And I'd tell stories in between them, and and then it just kind of gradually and slowly became part of the show over the years. So, you know, I always somebody asked me the other day, "How come you don't sing for a living?" I said, "Well, I do sing for a living, but there's a million people that want to sing for a living, but there's very few of us that are out there doing what." You know, there's a handful of guys that do what it is I do, where you go out there and share stories and uh, uh, sing songs, you know, original songs. So I kind of have the best of both worlds, you know, in that in that regard. And it's not just funny songs either. You got some serious songs that uh, they're kind of heartwarming too. Camouflage and Christmas Lights is one that comes to mind. I know you got a couple others too, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mix it up. I don't. I, I'm not. Uh, you know, there's no. If I if it's something that I feel like it's important that I want to put out there, I've always been free to do stuff like that, um, and and the audience has allowed me to to sing a serious song, and there's been several occasions over long periods of time where I'd sing a serious song in the show, something that I'd wrote that got good response, and you know it's just about. You know, I look at it like this. It's like a little movie. You just share stories. Not every moment. We're in the beginning when I started in my 20s. I thought laughter had to come every four to eight seconds. I was always just, I wanted it to be really quick and fast. And 
now as I'm older, I'm I'm starting to understand that the you know I, I feel like subtleties are in, and 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 sometimes quiet are just as impactful as as the laughter. However, the show right now, I just I just it's like a comedy stick. I just go to town. I mean, we you know I, I was in Biloxi this past weekend in front of three thousand people, and I mean it was just it was just crazy. I I just uh, I'm really happy with what's going on right now. This show's really really fast and furious and i'm going to bring it on on a saturday night you can bet it i can't tell you how much i'm looking forward to seeing your show again saturday night show me center some seats still left available show me center dot biz i've been looking forward to talking to you all week long ever since i heard i was going to get the chance to interview you i want to know you know what's rodney character life when he's not on stage well i mean uh my kids are grown i don't see them much and whereas uh typically uh Typically, if I'm off or something, I may play golf. Um, but uh, I don't get out like I used to. You know, I mean, I don't get out and go running the roads. I mean, it's if I'm not out mowing or on a tractor or doing something. I mean, I'm I'm at the house. I'll watch an old movie and cook a little dinner and go to bed, just like anybody else. But here lately, in the past four weeks, I've just been out driving my truck on the road, just like I did when I started. You know, last year we were going from place to place and jetting from one spot to the next spot to the next spot. And after I left Vegas in December, we did 14 straight shows out of there and then got through the holidays. And uh, I I left, uh, had some construction going on at the house, and from a bunch of, from an ice maker it started leaking in the kitchen, went down in the basement, and all hell broke loose. And I just got in my truck and. I've been driving for the past four weeks, and I've been loving it. I mean, I'm getting a chance just to kind of spend some good quality time on the road, and I've written a couple of songs. and uh, So I'm like anybody else. I, there's nothing different about anything. Get to see the country, get to just enjoy life, huh? Yeah. That's very cool. Something I'd love to do myself at some point. I think I got just one last thing for you, Rodney, and that would be uh, tell me about some influences you might have had in the comedy world. Is there anybody that, you know, when you were coming up, you looked at and, you know, kind of admired? Well, I don't think that comedy wasn't something that I aspired to do. I think it found me. I think whenever I was in the, I was in college and, uh, I remembered I didn't know what I was going to do. I had done all the manual labor that anybody could ever want to do from the time I was about 14 on, from roofing houses to, to uh, hauling hay to all the other things that anybody in the, any young fella grew up doing. And uh, I kind of, and when I got into college, I started, I got into a theater class and started studying that. And then I did a play where people laughed and I thought, well, I got in trouble for ad-libbing some lines in a play, and then I found a place where they had a little comedy night, and I went up and spent 15 minutes, and people laughed. And, and then I spent a year trying to figure out what I did the first night I went up, trying to, you know, because it, was, it wasn't easy. You know, there's nothing easy about it. Uh, you know, in fact, when the guy told me that, uh, you know, which like when I went down the first time I'd ever worked for anybody, and I met Steve Harvey, I watched him get up there, and he for an hour he just destroyed people and i couldn't even of course i was 20 years old you know i mean that was but uh it really is a there was no input one person or one particular thing i mean when i was a young man when i was real little i was inspired by elvis presley you know and he was one of the first like 
entertainers or the only entertainer that really where I go, wow, he he really, I I looked up to what it is that he was able to do. It has nothing to do with what I do for a living, but that was that was one of the things, one of the performers that I looked up to. But as far as comedy, I don't I don't watch comedy because I do it for a living. I won't even go to a comedy movie because I because I I can kind of see the jokes coming and I don't it's not entertained by that, you know. Well, we can definitely relate to that. I mean, especially the part about not wanting to do it because you do it. I mean, you know, I stopped doing sports for that reason because I want to be able to enjoy sports, so I don't want it to be my work. And then you talk about yeah. Elvis Elvis Presley. I mean, hell, I just became a big fan of his within the last 4 years. I discovered how awesome he is and I'm a biggest fan as anybody now, so uh it's pretty cool how couple of guys a generation apart and here i am two generations removed from the people who came up on elvis and he's inspiring both of us yeah it is it was something else it's like a, you know it, it doesn't have to be some something you do for somebody he doesn't have to do the same thing you do for to, to be inspired by what he did i went to graceland just this past week i stopped there and i was just amazed at how much of an impact he's made and he's been gone as long as he had been, and as many people that were there uh, visiting his uh, his home and, and seeing what he had been able to accomplish. His story, pretty neat. I just went for the first time a couple summers ago and loved it. Rodney, I love talking to you. I could talk to you all day, but I know you got places to be and we got music to play, so I guess we'll just wrap up the interview right there. I thank you so much for coming on with me today. I hope you have an awesome show. I know you will. Come Saturday night at the Show Me Center. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate everything. Rodney Carrington, comedian, actor, author, singer, songwriter. He is a jack of all trades, and he really is a funny man. Check out his stuff on Netflix. Listen to him on Spotify or iTunes, wherever you download music is where you can find it. His new album is called Get Him Out. And again, there still should be some tickets left. Showmecenter.biz for the show Saturday night and Kate Girardo.